to the Marathon Medic podcast. My name's Amy and I'm a junior doctor and running coach based in London. In this series of the podcast, Running and Me, I'll be chatting with runners about why they started running and the benefits it's had to their health, both physically and mentally. On today's podcast, I'm lucky to be sitting down with James Holt to talk about everything running. He's not only a very speedy runner himself with an impressive half marathon time of one hour 14, but he's also the captain of London Midnight Runners, a club that describes themselves as the friendliest global running club and fitness community. He brings the energy to this club week after week and also runs their weekly track sessions. So James, welcome to the podcast today and thank you for taking your time out to speak with me. Thanks for having me, Amy. That's okay. Um, So as you know, this podcast, I just start them all off by asking you exactly how you got into running and where it all began. Yeah, so it's a long long time ago now, um, a completely different, different world, but my my girlfriend at the time wasn't wasn't really a runner didn't do much sport or anything like that and just off off the kind of bit of a whim I'm going to a half marathon and I thought why not like let's do it together um started running and after I don't know maybe a couple of months I thought I've got a bit of a knack for this I started enjoying it more that initial sort of six week period you always hate it because it's something completely new for your body and you don't really know what's going on and you don't understand what gear you need and every run you're getting out of breath and eventually it started clicking and I could see the the benefits and I started actually wanting to go out for runs. Okay how old were you when that started because I because you're such a good runner and so into it I just assumed that you'd always ran throughout childhood. No I think it was like must have been maybe five years ago now. I didn't run as a kid I just sort of did the classic stuff of just playing football Mm -hmm. um but no, never, never particularly enjoyed running, never did any, any, any training. Um, and I always thought like, oh, that's just a boring thing that people yeah. do because there's no goal. You're not chasing anything. There's not nothing to kick. There's no teammates. Um, I've got to admit, because I was all right at it, it made it easier for me to, yeah. to sort of get more into it and enjoy it more. But again, it was just going out on my own and I wasn't doing races or anything like that. I just, I just sort of quite liked getting some fresh air, mm-hmm. being active. And I think when you said in the first six months, it can be difficult, but I think actually with running, you notice an improvement really quite quickly. So that can be quite motivating to keep going. Yeah. Once you've got over that initial, that initial hump for sure. Um, but sort of learning how to sort of do it properly, like any new skill is, I'd say worthwhile, but it does take a bit of perseverance, like any new habit. Yeah. Can you remember what your first race was? Ealing Half Marathon 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I went with um, my best friend, my girlfriend at the time, and her sister. And I remember having a bright red Casio watch. I had these these like kind of they weren't like lifestyle Nike shoes, but they. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they'd even have been in the running section of the like Sports Direct wall. Yeah. Other brands are available, but it was like <laughs> there were these weird sort of green sort of semi they were Gore-Tex they were like waterproof but I think that is the good thing about running is you can literally just put on a pair of half decent trainers and step out the door and you know you don't have to go to a swimming pool or you don't have to join a team you can literally just step out the door and start training yourself 100% that like the simplicity and and how it just can completely break down barriers between people like regardless of class or like gender or anything else it is amazing um and even now, I think, like, yeah, I've got a lot of running gear, but it's still a lot cheaper than a carbon fibre bike. Um, and you've kind of gone from having not been running, say, six or seven years ago to now being the head of 
Midnight Runners London, you're the captain. How did you get to that point? Oh, yeah. Um, again, like this is just completely my life now on like a, a day to day. There's always something going on with, with Midnight Runners and all of my closest friends and people I spend time with are, are from Midnight Runners. Um, when did I start going? It, it must have been just under, under five years ago. So I've been running a, a, a bit mm-hmm. by then, maybe maybe six months and um girlfriend at the time saw it on instagram and it was maybe 30 people she went down said oh this is really cool it's really fun because before then we'd only been running on our own a bit together and and i came down the the next week and kind of immediately loved it but i was sort of lurking on the edge of the photos just edge of the group and i gradually started chatting to more and more people um and then over the next few months like the the group itself was growing quite a lot I think it was they were big on like social media and sort of posting photos and tagging people in the photos and I think word of mouth because it was quite different. Um, there's a lot of people now who who've sort of other running groups who've started running with speakers and it's more on that kind of filling that sort of social making friends side of things. Yeah. But back then, most of the running clubs were more of the traditional athletics club mm-hmm. performance based. Um, and I remember I went to a, a session of a, like a, a local running club and I just turned up and no one, no one spoke to me. And it was like, right, we're doing um, kilometre repeats. Um, off you go. Yeah. And, you know, the, the coach spoke to the fast people and gave a firm nod to everyone else. And I was like, I'm, I'm not coming back to this. I can remember when I first <laughs> came to London, I joined a Harriers group. And I, I was so new to running, I didn't really know what Harriers meant. So I just turned up not realising that they were a very intense running group. Yeah. And they ran off and left me and I was just lost. That's London. So awful. It was horrible. I honestly just moved and I, I never went back. I was yeah. just mortified. That must have like delayed your running journey as well. Yeah, then I then I found another group that was uh, yeah, a lot more social, not not like midnight runners with the music and the kind of social media use, but a lot more inclusive, yeah. which was really nice. But yeah, that first club I can remember thinking, I can never join a running club again. I just think like so, so many intense. people would have had that mm-hmm. experience and running itself is like like you just said it's so it's so simple and and pure and like easy to get into but then if you have a negative experience where you you think that ah this is what running will eventually be that's not what I want and then you don't do it because like any hobby you could be a painter and do it casually and not be very good but yeah. you just you know you have a few brushes and you just kind of play around at the weekends like running could be like that it doesn't have to be trending towards some like performance-based yeah, because there's so many reasons to run. It's not Absolutely. for speed and races. Yeah. Um, so for, so for, for Midnight Runners, it was, yeah, I was just completely thriving off the energy of the group. And I, I knew most of the people there after after a month or so. And then I started getting more and more involved and finding my voice a bit and sort of coming out of my shell because I was quite an introvert person. But I, I wanted to try and be more... Um, more out there and sort of meeting new people and and like because I had a bit of bit of confidence because I was all right at running at that point um I think that gave me a bit of a platform to to you know kind of grow and then after I think a couple of months I was asked by the sort of the original founder of Minute Runners a guy called Greg um if I'd like to sort of help out to be one of the the one of the crew one of the organizers so absolute privilege at that point (laughs) And then, yeah, so did that for another another couple of years. So we were sort of planning events and organising runs and 
sort of bringing the energy and just chatting with new people, which was, again, such a amazing journey, like life-changing journey. Um, and then sort of fast forward then a couple of years. Uh, so Greg, the founder, was kind of moving on to other things. And I, I sort of picked up Midnight Runners in, in, in London. So now I've got a team of 20 people who who help organize the runs and plan events and um i hopefully guide them in some kind of sensible <laughs> direction and um, like the hardest thing is honestly just trying to everyone's got so much passion and energy for for the community and for what we do um it's just trying to channel that into something that's kind of cohesive and could end up with with fun events and stuff that brings our community closer together and how do you keep coming up with the events because there is so many social sides of this group and parties and running ideas themed runs and I just wonder who's coming up with those ideas and how you keep it new week after week and you particularly take the track sessions how do you come up with those session ideas as well yeah it's like I say it's there's 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 so many ideas and this kind of passion that's shown in different ways and we can't do everything because at the end of the day, we're all like unpaid volunteers. Yeah. So we've all got full-time jobs. Um, but, you know, without getting into kind of too much like operations and logistics mm-hmm. chat, which I don't think will be uh, exactly <laughs> what your listeners want exactly. to hear to right now. Um, it's, I think, kind of just giving people the empowerment to to sort of do things and sort of say nothing's out of, um, out of bounds and if you want to do something, we can probably make it happen or we can like slightly shape the idea to make it more applicable. Um, and at the end of the day, our community are the people that make it great because they're the ones that turn up to the event and, you know, it might not be super polished or, we'll, you know, the route, we might get a bit lost or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, it's, it's almost less about the the activity or the, the event or, or even the running. It's about the people that you're sharing it with. And what's so great about Midnight Runners is that I know regardless of what we do we could do a tour of the best mud in london and people would turn up and we'd have great fun because the the core community is so strong and like you know friendships have have blossomed out of that so i can count on them to sort of to turn up and make anything we do fun Mm -hmm. and um you also kept mentioning when you're describing midnight runners energy which i think is one of the best descriptive words yeah i'm just on tuesdays it's quite a late session and obviously as you said everyone has full-time jobs I think it can be difficult for even the runners to turn up. Sometimes you can feel quite tired after work. How yeah. do you turn up and have the energy that you do to, you almost make it like a party run week after week. So where do, <laughs> where do you get the energy from? Yeah. So, so look, looking behind the curtain at 7.25, I am still kind of reeling from the day of work. Yeah. And I'm just like, I hate everything. I want to go home sometimes. Um, just seeing the group of like 100 plus people stand there and they're all kind of excited and they're chatting. You just kind of feed off the energy. And there's a there's a kind of weird thing where you almost need to make peace with it being this this this, this crazy wild thing and just just let it like overwhelm mm-hmm. you. And then you just kind of get into a rhythm with the, with the group. And it sounds a bit weird and I'm sure there's probably a more eloquent way of saying it, but whatever has gone on in my day and whatever's kind of on, on my mind just completely disappears. And it's just all about how can I have a great time? How can they have a great time? And you both kind of fulfill that with each other. And it's it's hard not to be smiley when you see everyone cheering and chatting. And, you know, at the start of every run, we make sure we say, introduce yourself to some some new people like have some conversations and people are turning around and they're 
they're sort of forging those those new friendships and welcoming the first timers like that, that didn't happen to us the first time we yeah. went to, to our um first running sessions and it's just hard not to be like immensely in, inspired by all of that going on and enjoy it and then kind of go wow this is kind of great and then all of a sudden you're out of that that rut from work and yeah. then the energy is there and then that just goes on for the rest of the the rest of the night and I guess you kind of touched on it already but how important do you think having that sense of community is for people because I guess you you get to see people joining as new runners and then you know a year later still running with midnight runners and what difference do you find that having that running community makes to them yeah the, the, the community is like absolutely core to, to to what we do um and then I think making it a place where as I said it's it's encouraged to speak to people and like breaking down those boundaries and the new people because you know we, we, we're doing a shared experience that makes it easier as well so everyone's there they all know that they're coming for this this 10k run so what, what it what it means for the people I hope it means that they can kind of come to somewhere after a stressful day at work and and, and relax whilst sort of keeping fit because of you know, you're getting them the physical benefit, you're getting the mental benefit. Um, and a lot of people do come on their own and people, I think it started actually when I run back in the day with Greg and his um, sort of co-founder, Christian. They were both new to, to London. They they weren't British and they started building up this really like multicultural group of people who were just looking to make friends and that there was no real agenda. Um, and I think that's kind of stayed true to this day. And you know, I remember when I was was new, it was always just exciting, chatting to new people, hearing their story um, in, into running because everyone's got something to tell. They've got ups and downs, and and then you sort of start growing together, and then you start like building these deeper and more meaningful friendships. And then for me now, like I don't think about running at all on the on the Tuesdays. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the people, and you know, from anecdotally, the the others that I've spoken to, it rings true with them as well. Like the the workout and the, the running kind of secondary it's just like oh I had a great chat with x and y tonight and oh my god did you realize that this person has just done this and mm. yeah nice I think that's the the best thing for me about running is because you can change your physical health through so many different sports but running is pretty much the only thing I can think of off the top of my head where you're chatting for the duration if you want to be because I love yeah. swimming but I go to the pool and I've never made a friend in the pool. I just go and I come back. It's, <laughs> it's great, but it is something I definitely just do very much alone. And I don't, it's not a social thing for me. So that is the beauty of running, I think. Yeah, it, it can be, it can be kind of whatever you need it to be at the time. So I've had some sort of you know tough times in the past where all I've needed was to just go out on a an hour long run and it's kind of grim outside and mm. you just get your gear on, you just start running and they're kind of, clarity you get to either explore or give yourself some perspective in the you know in like the mental side of things um and I had, I've definitely found it a great way to sort of to, to calm down um or just escape other things I've got going on and then on the, the, the same time if I if I was looking for someone to sort of confide in or I just wanted that sort of social element I could go on and run with a with one other person or you go with the big group and you have the energy and like each one's offering a different amount of either distraction or stimulation or escapism or whatever it might be but all of those are kind of leading to this one point of improving mental health so 
you know, I, I've got a lot out of running in that regard, and I'd encourage anyone to to get into running because you can you you can have all of those options. It's it's become my my life. There isn't a an hour of the day where I'm, like running hasn't crossed my mind, and whether it's something to do with yes. Yeah, <laughs> Have you got a problem, James, will, we need to talk about? I was going to say every minute, but that's a bit full on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, whether I'm thinking about some midnight runner um, activity we've got going on or mm-hmm. some planning we need to do, or, you know, it's my own personal thing. It's like, oh, I really thought like going on a run tonight or what am I going to do? Or there's, I've had periods of my life where it's been a bit more focused on performance. So it's, yeah. you know, what do I need to do to fulfill this goal that I've set myself? Um, but yeah I can't imagine not ever having running in my life like it shapes the holidays I go on the activities I do um pretty sort of fit and healthy for a 30 year old guy um unfortunately it does still mean I get ID'd but I've been told (laughs) that you know when I'm older I'll be thankful for that um and then as I said the mental side every, every week I'd say one of the runs I'll go on will have a like a almost a mental health impact at least because there'll be something that's going on in my head and you you don't even need to purposely set like a right I will solve this problem by going for a run but I just get out there and I just find myself arriving at solutions or like that clarity I spoke of before which is kind of nice because it just it just creeps up on you and it's it's like the people that you know make time to meditate you know you go out there and you make time to run and you'll just find yourself in, in, in a better space I think you can do running very mindfully as well if you remove the music and you're literally just focusing on the sound of your footsteps or the feelings in your body and you're not actually thinking about the problems in your head necessarily but it gives you that break and the pause and it almost is like meditation or mindfulness because you're just focusing purely on your body sensations and actually you know pushing away the problems that you have just temporarily for that hour that you're on the run by yourself yeah for for sure for sure like I always find myself sort of tuning in on my my breath and then I'm I'm reading a book on meditation at the moment which I'm terrible at but it's uh, yeah you're completely right the sort of parallels between the two are, mm. are, are definitely there and before I when I'm like out on a run and it's like oh wow I've actually just like calmed my heart rate like 20 yeah. beats and I'm you're in this almost like zen state where you're not even thinking about the running and your, your mind's just completely unlocked it's, it is it's really it's, it's really nice. weird isn't yeah. it but it's kind of <laughs> you need like, it sometimes yeah and you kind of want to encourage people to to be open to that and I'm sure there are sort of techniques and ways that you can kind of promote it more in your own running. But I think having that mindfulness element to it or just, just going out there and just, just seeing what happens and trying to relax rather than always being performance focused yeah. or always running with music because that's just what you do. Just just, just try it with nothing. Just try it on your own and just, just go out and run. Do you think there's been a downside in the past to being performance focused? Because obviously everyone knows how fast you are. Um, (laughs) You've got some very impressive times. But I'm just wondering if, you know, when when you set those times, there's that sense of, oh, my God, I've I've, I've done this. This is great. But I often find afterwards there can be a dip where you think, oh, well, what next? Or there's that pressure the next time you turn up to a race and you you actually don't want to get that super speedy time. You want to enjoy it. But everyone's expecting you to get the 114 half marathon and, and you're like no I've, I've done that yeah I, why can't I enjoy this race do you feel that pressure like you're so you're so right with, with all of that um I I do feel feel the pressure um but sort of back through your your, your question um I've as I said before there's been times where I have been sort of focusing on performance and 
either hitting those goals or, or missing them and the, the whole journey as you develop before them and to, towards them and the, the sort of resilience you, you build up mentally and physically, I think is, is, is valuable for like personal growth. You, you learn a lot about yourself and, you know, it, it gives you that, you know, you, you prioritize and it's, what do you cut out? What do you do more of? Like, how can you maintain a healthy balance and um, what, what problems kind of arise from it? and you need to learn more about the sport that you love which is all great um and i've enjoyed the time that i've had more sort of focused periods of training like for a specific goal and it just makes it so much sweeter than when you you hit it if, if you hit it and then if you don't you can hopefully take something positive from it in terms of like learning a lesson or mm-hmm. learning something about yourself or even learning what you like because i know plenty of people who who are very good at running and they just choose not to pursue yeah. the time-based element of it because it, you know at the end of the day it is all arbitrary and unless you are being paid to run then you should probably enjoy it first yeah. and that's kind of what I've always used as my like guiding principle and like yes I I'm a I'm a pretty good runner and I enjoy running fast and I occasionally enjoy giving myself a, a period of focus in terms of achieving a, a performance-based goal but the, the the two downsides that you you picked up on was once you go down that path it's hard not to get sucked into it because there's always faster yeah and even if you set a nice round number that you will <laughs> arbitrarily hit honestly within a minute of finishing the race your head starts going oh, but it'd be kind of nice to get this mm-hmm. and i think that's toxic it's absolutely toxic i do wonder how long you enjoyed the high for because I don't think it lasts that long because I think you can always think, oh, I could have got faster or next time I'm going to get faster or somebody's going to expect yeah. me to get faster next time. And actually, if you step back, I don't think anyone really cares about no. running other than us and that's how it should be. Um, but it doesn't feel like that sometimes. Exactly. And again, like everyone knows this, but the, the impact of like social media, Instagram, mm. all that stuff, pe- people don't say, hey, just kind of enjoying my my running how it is right now. And yeah. it's, it is usually... And, and and everyone does it because you want to share your, your best moments, but it's just remembering that everyone is sharing their highlight reel and not the behind the scenes, yeah. which is more of the day-to-day. So I've I've really tried when I've if I have just had a performance that I was proud of to really take the time and remember the journey I've been on mm-hmm. and appreciate it. And then after that, then I will set a goal that wouldn't be performance-based. So at the moment I'm not really um looking to set any sort of pbs and any distances but i'm enjoying the running i'm enjoying the the other benefits that you get out of it like we've touched on that the social side the mental health side um i do sometimes struggle when you know i know a lot, a lot of people at midnight runners and you know they know i've set some all right times in the past and i'll say oh no, so what are you going for in the big half yeah. and i'll say oh well just kind of go and run and there is a part of me that feels like i'm letting them down by not being like oh you know i'm pushing it and i'm representing and i'm showing what sort of can be done but I hope that, you know, the people I speak to do also take away, huh, so it isn't just about that. And there are more, you know, even to people who are fast runners, there are other things that they get out of running and it's just kind of shifting that focus. Yeah, I'm starting to set two goals at a time. So one is time-based and one is just how I feel about something. So whether it's like I want to be um, I want to be able to run for longer and, and you mm. know, not have to take a break or something that's very much you know can't really measure it but then at least I know if I get to a race and I don't make the the specific time I want 
I would have been training for four months and I know I will get to the overall goal that I had, which was to feel stronger or fitter or be able to run a little bit longer yeah. than before. Just because I think that is the goal that you can keep going with and you're not going to be let down by. And actually that's the more important one in terms of like well-being yeah. and health. You're, 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 so, you're so right. You're so right. I, I listened to another podcast actually last week. Um, it was a bit, bit late in the year, but it was talking about kind of New Year's resolutions and how they sort of fail quickly. Yeah. And, and actually... Uh, a nice way to think about it is rather than setting a like a, a specific and almost like in this case a, like a time objective you set a theme yeah and a theme just means that you have multiple points on your journey where you're kind of checking in with yourself and it's like well how do I feel about this as long as you know sometimes you'll have a, a good day where you'll move towards it other times you'll you know you'll move away from it but as long as that you're generally trending towards that that theme or so it could be this year is going to be the year of health for me, or it's going to be the year of balance or the year of trying new things. And as long as you're moving towards that, you don't have that kind of pass or yeah. fail. And it, like you said, it makes it more sustainable. So. And it removes the pressure on one day or one event because I think yeah. you put so much on oh an event. Yeah. I think you could turn up, turn off that day and just not feel that great. For girls, it can like be the time of your month. You might just be a bit under the yeah. weather with flu. You might have had a tough week at work but you've put everything on that one day and you know it's life and things you're don't set, always you're setting yourself out. up to, to fail it's, yeah. it's, it's a really risky line to to try and walk so yeah I definitely agree with you on that and do you think um we've kind of talked very positively about <laughs> setting goals in this way but do you think there's anything about running that's actually a negative thing for you oh that's a difficult question I think we're kind of because we love running we're very quick to jump to it's great because of this this and this yeah uh, and maybe more difficult to recognize when so for for me I know that sometimes I can not so much now but I think last year when I was very set on a time goal for a marathon I would say no to some social things because I had to train which I guess you can look at as like oh you're so dedicated to your training yeah. but actually I think in the long term that's not very healthy and not very nice for the people that you know you love and care about to say yeah. actually I can't see you tonight because I've got to do this 20 mile run yeah. Um, so for me, that's the negative. That, that that's a good example. And um, I've had the same thing. And and you know, it's kind of the stuff that you're dedicating almost every day a week. It's either mm. like you know, morning, evening, or whatever it might be. There's there's always something that will have to compromise for yeah. you to fit that in. Um, which I think you know, you're right. It's fine for a time, but as long as you then have a, you know, you you have it in these phases where you'll you'll just set out like it's going to be three months where I'm focusing and you kind of are up front with the people that matter to you because you know we are social creatures and um you know we need to kind of maintain these connections so you can't just drop off grid and expect to have the same sort of strong relationship so yeah like just being honest with yourself what you want from it being honest with other people and then almost then having a period where because we're not paid sponsored athletes we're not <laughs> we elite don't need runners committing <laughs> like, our lives of, to running you know why does it matter because I think the resilience you build up in a block of let's just say three months is is fantastic it's worthwhile you don't need to do it you for know 12 months of the year yeah. exactly and you're, you're almost the negative side is you're missing out on opportunities and like life is so rich and you know we're in this vibrant city of London and there's, there's so much going on and there's been times where I've I've missed something I'd actually quite like to have gone to mm. because I was it could even be a run the next day that you know you've got to prepare for or get like yeah. a good amount of sleep for and it's it, it is all consuming um and I think the other 
negative side that I found is um, like running has given me a lot of energy and a lot of kind of health and fitness. So then if I'm going away like on holiday, I'll almost try and do too much because Mm -hmm. it's always like, well, we could do this. Like we could run up this mountain and we could run to this beach and then stop there. And then like, if we run to here, then we can get this train back. And it's like, you don't actually give yourself a time, any time just to sort of sit and just, just to be, um, because you almost, you know, you have this sort of potential and the, like the desire to explore, but sometimes you need to remember, remember that holidays are about just taking a second and just taking a breath and taking stock of what you've got and not, mm. not just doing it because you can. Otherwise you need a holiday when you come back from your holiday yeah, which just is, to recover. Which I honestly, <laughs> like every time I feel like that happens, it's terrible. But mm. yeah, again, I think that, that actually just comes with a bit of practice and, and, and learning what your body needs and kind of what level it can operate at. And when it's good to just to, to take a second, take that extra day off. Yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, I've ended every podcast by asking everyone the same question. And the question is, if you could uh, sum up how running has changed your life in one word, one word only, <sighs> what would it be? <laughs> oh, Amy. For the listeners, this one hour pause has been trimmed down to a crisp 10 seconds. Purpose. Purpose. I'm afraid to say that is a Justin Bieber album, I'm afraid. So <laughs> maybe maybe you're going to regret that choice of word. But thank you for talking to me today and for your word of purpose. Um, is there fun. anything else you want to add before we wrap up? The, the only thing I think we didn't touch on, which I'll talk about for like 20 seconds, mm-hmm. is like any new hobby, I'd encourage people to take the time to just kind of learn a bit of the nuance of it. Okay. So like running on a surface level is super simple you put on some shoes yeah. and you put one foot in front of the other um but like anything you can sort of develop sort of bad habits that cause like those niggling injuries yeah um and you know i could say that i'm a an artist because i can draw a stick mile on a piece of paper but you know the the kind of the, the nuance and the, the the technique that you learn to get to the next level makes a big difference and i think for running a lot of people get put off with niggles and like runner's mm. knee and it's like oh you know i'm not a runner and it's definitely worth just just spend some time with 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 people who have kind of been to that journey themselves like you know watch watch videos online whatever it might be but just don't be afraid to to try and learn a bit more about running as a as a sport and the the, the techniques that are required to do it in a safe way because that means you can do it for the rest of your life yeah and i think obviously people do have uh problems that, that mean they can't run but generally I think we are almost designed and built to run in a way would you say that we're born to run we're born to <laughs> run exactly so I think when you do get niggles especially if they're the same ones that are recurring it probably is because of a form issue or a technique issue yeah and often it's something that if you're aware of you can fix quite easily if you just take the time to focus on it and you're actually really good at pulling me up on certain things (laughs) and having been through the run coaching course and learned more about technique and then practicing it more I do realize how much benefit it makes and you always Mm. pull me up on my arms being in and it's it's such a hard thing to change but actually it's quite important and it it will make a difference if I if I actually listen to you and work on it (laughs) like it's not it doesn't seem fun and worthwhile initially because it's like no. oh, it does, it's not changing something straight away and I can still just go out and run but it just means that you can have a more long-lasting and healthy relationship with 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 running and then you're not worried about 
you're not worried as much about getting injured. You're a bit more in tune with your body. Um, you can do it into the, like the later years of your life because running is again one of those sports that you, you can do almost forever. Yeah, there were eighty year olds running the London Marathon last year, yeah. weren't there? I think a man and a lady. Pretty um, inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, James. Thanks. Amy. Thanks. To keep up to date with the latest episodes, follow along using the handle at MarathonMedic or visit MarathonMedic.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.